0: there
1: and welcome to Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I say it all the time, I might be the luckiest person in the speaking industry because I get to host this podcast and talk to some of the most successful people in the world of speaking and get them to share their story and give those little tips so that we can all learn how to grow. And today is going to be one of those. Today, I am joined by Ramon Ray. And Ramon, I'll tell you about him in a second, but he has put on his own events. He's been a speaker. He does all kinds of things. And today, we're going to talk about big event marketing and production. Hey, Ramon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. Good to be here, man. Always good to add value and provide service. Thanks for having me. So if speakers would like to put on their own events, what are two tips that you have to make sure they're going to be
0: successful? If you want to make your event look big and successful, the marketing must look big and successful. Tip number two, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of emails, a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls, a lot of carrier pigeons, a lot of a lot of stuff to get people to sign up.
1: Well, we're going to have some fun talking about this today because you started putting on your own events. You had the idea back in 2005 and in 2006, you started putting on really big events and you built an entire company, which you later sold And then during the pandemic in 2020, you went back to event production and started producing your own online events. And so I want to find out sort of what you did and what made that work. But for those of you who really don't know who Ramon is, he loves building companies and he loves having fun. His forte is building media companies, putting together different pieces of media, bringing together all the sponsors. And as a speaker, he talks about marketing, small business, startups. Really, he's all about success. So, Ramon, I want to jump into this idea of events. How did you first get started in the world of putting on your own events?
0: Absolutely. Again, Thomas, I just want to say thank you for having me. Thanks to the NSA colleagues and thanks for the awesomeness that you do. And I do mean that you're an amazing podcast host and more and a member of our community. So thank you, Tom Singer. Well, thank you. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So the, the short of it is, Tom, and feel free to guide me how much you want me to unpack. But the summary of it is I tend to talk in quick bullet points. It's a, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. I also get distracted very easily. But uh, in 2005, I had an idea to have an event. I was tired and I put this in air quotes of the larger brands that many of us know, but magazines and the big brands that focus on small business, that's my forte, having their own events, selecting their own people. You know, back in the day, the, the Elon Musk's or Zuckerberg's of the world. I'm like, what about little old me? So I said, screw it. I'll do my own event. And that's kind of a tip there, Tom, right? Meaning, you know, Seth Godin talks about this. If you want to be known as the the, the best puppeteer and puppeteer magazine is not calling on you do your own puppeteer conference and anoint yourself. So bottom line in 2005, I said, I can do my own small business focused conference. I did that in New York city, took my credit card, Tom credit card. I never forget the day because that was a lot of money, about 20,000 or $12,000 down payment. I had to make, I put it in my credit card and I had a partner at the time, Marion banker, lovely lady. And that was my launching of the idea to doing the first Uh, A small business summit, it was called. And I think Tommy had 300 people at that first event, which was launched in 2006. 2005 was the idea. 2006 was that first event. And we did it 14 to 16 years every year after that. That was the summary of how it started.
1: Wow. And so you learned a lot along the way. So, you know, I want to jump into these tips and then I'll probably go back to a lot more stuff. But the first tip you said, if you're going to put on an event, you got to make it look amazing. So what do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, what I mean by that, many of us speakers, by default, we use Eventbrite, which is great. No ding on them but they're a sponsor. We love Eventbrite, but Eventbrite. Or we do the default Zoom or the default from some of these landing pages. All of our events look the same. I'm saying take the time to hire a designer. That's much less than paying for, you know, 500 plates of shrimp for guests, right? Hire a good designer to at least make it look as good as Davos, TED Talk, NSA events. So that's my one tip that I mean. Make it look You know, you're marketing at six months to a year out. Make it look great. Don't just, oh, let me throw Thomas picture up in a Canva square. So
1: did you do that for your first event in 2006?
0: First event, we hired a designer. I could have done it myself and what Microsoft paintbrush or whatever was popular back then Adobe, but I hired a designer to do it with great graphics. We had the little, the boards, you know, you hang on the stage and it, we went to FedEx or Kingles whatever it was back then. I think before FedEx bought Kinko's or whatever it was, you know, the four by six poster boards, put all the speakers faces up there, but yes, hired a designer. So as we were marketing it first, it looked like something. Oh, I got to come and attend this event. We even had bags sponsored by Intel I still see the bags in my church sometimes today. You know, those ladies in your church that like to have 10 bags at a time to put all their stuff in. We have those people in our church, too. All
1: right. So your second tip was it's going to take a lot of emails and a lot of marketing to make this happen. So this is one of the things I think where a lot of people who try to put on their own events drop the ball. They think if I'm having an event, I'll just put it out there once and everybody will sign up. So when you say
0: a lot, what's a lot? Yeah, a lot could mean 50 to 70 to 100. And here's, let me get the context. So there's a few rubrics to event marketing that I find in this lane here. One, you have your own email database, Tom, Ramon, whoever, our own lists. And that could be email, social media, texting, et cetera. But then you should go to 50 to 100 of your best friends. Hey, Tom, I'm doing an event in New York City. Could you please post on LinkedIn? Could you please post in your email list about my event? Now, Tom's not gonna do it a lot because it's not his event, but he'll probably do a favor, right? So you ask 100 to 200 of your friends, can you post it? So that's that. Then on your own list, Tom, really, every week, marketing to people, using different headlines. And I use some CRM software, Keep, I think, as a a sponsor of NSA. So I do use them just to give some tools. And what I do is, Tom, don't want to get too geeky, but this is important. After Tom, for example, registers... Most of us get lazy and I'm still emailing him, Tom, please sign up, please sign up. No, I can use marketing automation, take him off my marketing list and, and and say thanks for coming. Here's what you can expect if you feel, if I didn't say that too clunky. But my point is, after people register, move them off and you can repeatedly email those who haven't yet signed up on your list.
1: Okay, so Ramon, you make events sound easy. We all know that events are hard. Now, a lot of the people who listen... Don't ever want to do their own events. There's a lot of speakers, and I've kind of been one of them, who mm-hmm. very happy speaking for someone else's event and, and getting paid to do so. But there, right. there's other people who really love the idea of doing events, but they're scared because it looks really hard. And, and I'm married to an event planner. Events are hard. So why are events so hard?
0: to plan. Events are hard for a few reasons. Let me slip in there uh, to get some hope first, Tom. If I don't have time, just wave at me or something and say, Ramon, got to go. But, you know, why do it? Um, one, events have cachet. Two, you can be the top dog at your own event, right? Uh, r- my silly puppeteer event. Ramon Ray, the, the best puppeteer of the world. It's my event. I said I am. <laughs> so, you can do your <laughs> own events, Right. And three, you can call people to the event who normally may not come. Let's say Tom Singer, best-selling author, podcaster, all these things. Nothing bad at me, but he has to prioritize. But I'm having the second annual New York City Podcaster Summit, my own event. Tom may come or think twice, if that makes sense that I'm trying to guide. So that's the why. And why events are hard, Tom, especially whether it's in-person or online event, either one, the logistics of putting it together, getting the speaker, finding people who will be a draw. Me and Tom, yeah, we're regular people. But you, Tom's better than me, but you get my point, we're regular people. But you want to get a like a draw, like an Oprah, or whoever at your event, that takes a lot of work. If it's an in-person event, you know how much it costs, Tom, for 97 plates of tilapia with broccoli that's money dude so all those reasons why events uh, are hard to do logistics the marketing it's a pain but th- it couldn't be worthwhile
1: so they're hard but you also have found some ways to make them easy so what are some of the tricks that you do
0: one, I hire an event company. <laughs> Hello, Kachinx. You can talk to Tom's wife, <laughs> but I definitely hire an event company. I know it now. I've done my own events, but now that I've grown a bit, matured, or whatever you want to call it, I can outsource a lot of that to an event business. Two, I'm gonna tell you a secret, Tom. I prefer you not to put this on the thing just, just for me and you. <laughs> get a big sponsor that gives you a big check. That was just for me, you Tom. So yeah, we, we, we won't let
1: we won't let any of the speaker nomics know that he just said, get a big sponsor who gives you a big check. So I want to jump right in on that though. How do you get a big sponsor with a big check.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And this probably for part two of our talk or something. But here's the thing. Here's what I do, Tom. Let me rephrase. You can do cold calling and reach out to people. The regular LinkedIn connections. Hey, Tom, do you know anybody who works at United Airlines or Delta, what have you? That's one way. But many of our, of our colleagues, Tom, I bet have podcasts and media of some sort. Jeffrey Hazlett says this. Start to interview and at least build the relationship. My friend John Jantz, know, like, and trust of people who at least hold the dollars for the event you want to do in a year or two. Now, at least they know you. So when Tom approaches Mindy CMO at American airlines, Oh yeah, Tom, I was on your show six months ago, three months ago, whatever. How can I, Hey, listen, Mindy just want you to know we're having an event. We talked about it within the wheelhouse. Would you like to talk more about it? So at least you may get a no, but that's better having 50 warms. Than ten colds, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to express.
1: Well, and that really goes to anything that we do as speakers, right? If we can warm up, I mean, even just getting our own speaking gigs, you know, if if we can help promote other people along the way, yes. you know, I, I I talk a lot about the fact that you know if you're a speaker and you haven't referred another speaker in the last you know couple of months who got the gig, what are you doing? Because that's how how we grow things. So this works for getting sponsors too, is what you're saying? Is help promote them, put them on your blog, interview them on on your on your show, whatever
0: people will respond to people who have helped them along the way that's exactly right relationship 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 but as tom said help goes many different ways it could be you're just engaging in somebody's linkedin on a regular authentic way you know things like that and it's not crassly i'm setting tom up i'm just buttering him up but in a way <laughs> you know on the other hand it's part of that let me build relationship add value now i've earned the right to at least say hey tom you know we, we've gotten to know each other a bit would you like to have tom Because now I know what he wants as well. Let me underline that. It's not just a cold pitch. It's I've gotten to know Tom. He said he likes gray sweaters, uh, gray jackets. I'm having the gray men's jacket conference, Tom. Oh, yeah, Ramon, let me hear more. So that's a combination there, too.
1: God, I wish there was a gray jacket conference. My closet would be very happy for that, I think. So, So in addition to sponsors... You got to market the crack, the, the, the heck out of yeah. this event. Yeah, I almost said detail. a bad word on speaker. So you got to market the heck out of this event. So yeah. how do you market it? If you don't have a lot of money, because marketing's sure. expensive Ramon.
0: Yeah. A few things you can do. One, having a great website does help with that as people get to it. That's one, I think point two, use your email list. So build up your email list this year, you know, get it built up as we're, as we're, talking here and get the email list built up. Two, don't ignore texting. Don't be annoying with it, but texting can work. And then four, build up, and I do this, an army of influencers, partners, supporters, what have you, that can also tell their list about your event. That's four. Five, don't be scared to do paid advertising. You have to measure it. We have members that so you can hire people to can help you with it. That's a whole discipline. You know how to do paid advertising. You can lose money, but it's something that can be well worth it. We have some speakers. I see their faces in my feed. They've targeted if not Ramon, people like this. I don't mean shaved head guys who wear yellow sweaters. People like this, they may want to buy our stuff. So those are five things I could say that may, oh, don't forget the big brands as well. Many of our members, Tom, will have relationships, say a big brand, I'm making it up, Verizon or at and whatever brand you want to put in there. Hey, listen, we're having an event that your customers may want to come to. Could you just tweet this for us? Could you retweet? Could you post it on the IG? Many of the bigger brands will email due to some privacy issues and things, but their social media manager would do you a solid like, yeah, we'll hit the retweet to our 400,000 followers, things like that. <laughs> so
1: you built up this 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 events business over the years then you sold it and you were speaking you were doing some mc work you were doing this and then we had this thing that you may have heard of it was a global pandemic that uh impacted a couple of industries including the live meetings industry so you had been putting on live events you'd become a speaker at other people's events you were an mc and all of a sudden everything came to a grinding halt And you decided, hey, I have this big background of putting on events and you decided to put on online events. So let's go back to March, 2020. What was your current situation? What was going on and where did your brain go? And then how did you put on your first online event?
0: wonderful i was refreshing my browser wondering if south by southwest would close because of course you know back in the you know it was hindsight but remember they then, were the,
1: they were the first big like broad u.s conference to close down i know i live in austin texas so south by southwest is a yes. is a big part of our culture and i That's was right. in san diego at an event when the news came out that it closed and it was horrifically big news
0: that's right, because that was like the barometer, right? You and I probably were both refreshing, metaphorically wondering, you know, we know that this conference will close, that conference. But South by, no, COVID, what's COVID? It's nothing. <laughs> but like you said, when I saw the news, CNN, New York Times, AP, South by Southwest close, I'm like, okay, the world's overdone. So bottom line, I saw that news. I think it was a Wednesday-ish when I had gone to church, Tom, prayed, got some inspiration, for this event called survive and thrive. you got to give God credit for that. So bottom line is survive and thrive. I said, you know what, let me do an online event. And all of us have done online at some time for years, but due to COVID, I bet more of us have been behind a camera more than ever. So I put together this event. Here's what I did. Tom put a landing page up, got all the friends I could think of that. I knew very well that I could just throw their faces and their bios and their names up 15, 20 people. That's two. Then in a one or two may have said, I can't do it, but these are peeps who I knew just like they would do to me. They'll say yes, whatever I need. You, to you, you do.
1: can put my face on anything you want, Ramon.
0: Thank you. Okay. I will do that. <laughs> so, I just took the, you know, just threw them up there, dude, you're going to be here. gal. you're going to be here Two, three. I had a five hour experience because I knew that everybody's having an event, but how can mine be different? I don't have the cachet Ramon speaking. So what, but five hours. And I, I would do video like that five hour event. So my point. Then I went to my sponsors. Same playbook I said to you, Tom. Tom earlier, I went to sponsors: Salesforce, Microsoft, uh, Dell, and some others. Lo and behold, I raised probably about five to six grand, uh, five to six uh, figures um, in sponsorship dollars, Tom. And so that carried me when everything froze up. Think of the timeline, right? March, April. I had April twentieth. I had the event. That bit of money kind of was a nice cushion to carry me forward before things started to not get back to normal, but, you know, get uh, level out a bit. So that was how I did it. Online events, built a landing page, put my friends there, called sponsors, made the event look great. Hired a designer, same playbook. Two, yeah, had something that was, that was five hours, you know, interesting. And then three, use the power of marketing automation to email out, email out, email out, email out, email out.
1: So was it a free event? Did you pay people, did people pay you to attend? Tell me more about the event you put on.
0: Sure. So this is a free event uh, because online events, you know, and still it's hard to unless it's, you know, I don't know, Noah's coming or Noah's dead, you know, in the Bible, whoever you want. to, Whoever you want to. uh, Terry Bradshaw, I'm trying to look at some famous person, but you get my point. Unless somebody very famous is coming, it's hard to get even a pay. Point is, free event, sponsor-led, thousands signed up. And it was a success. And this one happened to be streamed uh, using Microsoft Teams. So they had some cool broadcast facilities and all this. But there's the the technology now. It's pretty mature. StreamYard, Zoom, uh, Bizaboo, I think is one. There's so many events, you know, platforms people can use for events.
1: So have you done other events then in the last year and a half?
0: I have. And my thinking, Tom, is that now since everybody and their mother and their dog and their grandmother doing events, it's a bit tougher, you know, to build the cachet. But, yeah, I still do events because the one thing that I think works and is good is it's good for brand building. So, like I said, that purpose, Ramon's face kind of big, other speakers there. And it's not a vanity play directly, but meaning I encourage all of our speakers. Let's say Tom and I are in the same business. That's OK. He knows zillions of people I don't know. And even if we did compete, meaning every speaker should, I think, should aim for their marquee event, even if nobody comes or a few people, the world's seeing, oh, there's Mary, there's Jen, there's Tom doing their annual conference, if that makes sense.
1: So there's an interesting sort of tip put on an event and don't necessarily, especially if you're doing it virtually, you don't have to be worried if you have, you know, if you rent a ballroom for a thousand people and you get 19 people, now you have a problem. If you're doing it on a virtual platform, you can actually, on most of these platforms, nobody will know how many people are watching because you can set right. that to a quiet setting and you can move forward and have the event. And there are people who will say, wow, she just did her big annual event. That's that's an interesting marketing tactic that I hadn't thought of. So let's explore that for someone who's listening, yeah, sure. who's been scared. Oh, I don't want to put on my event because what if nobody comes What can they do in the virtual world then to use it as a marketing play?
0: Yeah, for sure. One thing, and thank you, Tom. Hey, we should, we'll have another episode on this. I like that idea. But I think one, get all the good people you can to attend it. You know, meaning that that look, you know, we've all seen, I think many of us say that speaker collage. That's something I like with the 10 faces on the squares. I think it looks pretty baller and you have your face a bit bigger. Have a cool name Buy a domain name. And to your point, Tom, we want attendees to come. We want to do our upsells to our classes and our coaching and our books and all that. Sure. But putting that aside just repeatedly, because an event, people give you more grace to market heavily. Imagine two months lead time, four times a day on social. You know, the Tom Singer Annual X, the Ramon Ray Annual X, or put your name in there, those who are listening, people see it. People still see it. And the Ramon Ray brand gets out there. So, yes, every speaker should do that.
1: So, this has been really fascinating. I'm not going to let you go yet because there's so many different things, I think, that are going through the listeners' minds right now. So, if somebody likes this idea and they want to put on an event and they just don't have any money right now, how do they start? Let's walk them through Event, virtual event, one hundred and one. What do they need to do? Let's give them like five steps to take sure. as soon as they stop listening to Speakernomics.
0: Sure. One, start thinking of the theme, agenda, what the event's going to be about. That's all in tip number one. W- what's it going to be about? Number two, think of who out of your friends, quote unquote, or peeps you know, your LinkedIn and all that will easily say yes for you. Nobody who's like, oh, what's my speaker fee? And, you know, ironically, but you know, amongst friends, we barter and help each other out. That's two. So you can have those nice images on there. There's point two. Three, Build the landing page and marketing. So you can now, if you don't have $0, that may be a bit tough, but a simple WordPress site, lead pages site, keep site, Kajabi, all these sites, you could do simple landing pages. People could Wix or Squarespace, whatever you want. Okay, landing page. So build that and the registration option to go in it. That's three. Four, start to market out, market out through your email through your social, market it, market it, market it. Then the last thing I'll say, tip number five, you forced me to do five here, Tom, is tell all your friends, and I mean, buddies, who you know, like, bro, sis, you know, can you support me in this, like I mentioned before? Hey, Tom, listen, I'm doing my event, Tom, uh, the annual Becky's Mindset Summit, whoever Becky is, you know? Tom, could you share that on LinkedIn for me, please? Those are the five things I would do, and you give yourself a two, three-month lead time, voila, you have your first annual, your name, XYZ, Merge Field event.
1: And you're saying that it's great that we get some audience, but don't really don't really beat yourself up over it.
0: Correct. Especially the first one. Great, You said it best way I can. Great. You're getting audience. You aim for that. The back end. What are you going to sell? How to do? You know, but wait, there's more all the stuff that our friends know well. But the fact that you did it and you seeing the nice speaker images and your face, a little bigger. Right. You know, in there. Congratulations. You should be bravo, especially those who haven't done it. You've done your first conference, make it an annual thing and blow it up.
1: So what about getting sponsors? Is that something for a first conference that you're a little iffy on attendees?
0: Can you get sponsors? How do you approach them? What do you give them? Sure. Sponsors is tough. Now, I go for sponsors. When I say sponsors, I'm talking about that's worth paying $10,000, $20,000, dollars dollars $50,000 to attend. That's the events I do, or even $5,000. So it's tough, especially if you don't know the sponsor. But one way around that, going back to write cheap ideas is a word, Tom, or like guerrilla hacks, do a barter. Uh, let's say I'm also going to hold up. I have no interest, no, no financial
1: interest, but i hold and, up PayPal. And of course, it's an audio podcast. So as you hold it oh. up, explain what <laughs> you're holding up.
0: Yes, everybody. Can you see the model I'm holding up? So my point is whatever vendor you want to pick, pick your favorite vendor who you know a little well, at least maybe, you know, there's video vendors, right? CRM vendors. I'm sure all of us have some relationship. You're your book publisher. Hey, listen, we're having an event. Would you like to be a sponsor and, and return market the event to your attendees at the very least do that because you have a few logos that look good. People don't know they were free. Ideally. Yes. When you do it second year, third year, now you have data and you can tell said sponsor 400 people signed up. Oh no. 2,000 people maybe signed up 300 people attended. Would you like to have your executive, speak at the event or be interviewed for 10, 15 minutes. Usually I keep it short in return for some promotion, blah, 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 blah. And see if you can get a thousand, thousand, 2,000, 3,000. It's very doable, very doable.
1: All right, so let's say someone listening just got all excited. They're thinking, Tom, Ramon, you've charged me up. And they go out there and they do exactly what you said. They follow the five steps. They do a couple of uh, pro bono sponsorships and they get, I'm going to give real conservative numbers, 500 people show up and 70 people actually come to the event itself and participate. And they do a three hour event and they have six speakers and it's all their, their speaker friends who come on and do it and they just have a good time together. But it, it's a success. Next that year, next mm-hmm. year they go to year two. What are three tips for year two? So you can make it, Oof, profitable. Yes.
0: I would say market it farther ahead of time, have a tighter agenda. And can you get that one speaker? That's a bigger name as it were than before. When I say bigger name, most people are not globally known, like globally known, like Michael Jordan, whoever you want, you know, Brian Tracy, maybe in the speaker world, but even Brian Tracy, right? He's not known to our mothers and grandmothers, many of us. So my point is most people are not globally worldwide. known. don't try to go for Obama or Trump. Take your pick. But in your niche, you're in mindset, healthcare, pet, medical, whatever the space you're in. I bet there's that nice speaker. as a new book coming out. There's that famous person who did a few TEDx talks. They you probably could get. Hey, and the and the other t- Tom. As I'm doing this, I'm saying another tip. If I say Tom, can you come and speak at my event and let me know what you think, Tom? Already that's a heavier lift for Tom. Can you come and speak presentation? But if I say this, Tom. Could I interview you for 20 minutes at my event? Most of the time, I find Tom, because I do it, that's an easy yes. I don't have to think, I don't have to prepare. And for a favor, especially if like, I'm the big dog, most people will say yes to that. So that slight twist can I interview you at my conference? Done.
1: So if you're going to do that, you know this, and I know this because you and I both interview a lot of people. You have to be a seasoned interviewer if you're going to actually sit down and interview somebody. So if the person putting on their conference wants to do that, what should they do to make sure they're prepared to interview that, that big dog in the industry?
0: Sure. Call Tom Singer and buy him lunch and schedule 30 minutes to see how he can help you. But seriously, you do want to be good at it. You're right. And those who are not, maybe hook up. Seriously, no joke, hook up with a buddy. We're all a community here for some reason. I want to drive that home. It's not about that. I'm sure there's other podcasts on that, but we are a community. And most people will do a solid one or more times. Anybody who says, remote, I'm in NSA. Can I call you? Can I get help? That's a done. We're a family here. I want to charge the big people out their money, but anybody in my family done. So I would say, seriously, do that. Me and Tom are here. You're having an event. I'm not going to charge you for it. I'll do X. Tom will interview. You have two people now for your next event. Done.
1: There you go. Now, Okay, I'm curious, Ramon, you just threw down a gauntlet to the thousands of speakers who listen to Speakernomics, although not all of them are NSA speakers. You did have a little caveat that you got to be a member of the National Speakers Association, because after all, Speakernomics is the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. But you just said if you want to have an event, maybe Ramon and Tom will come and be part of that event. And you know what? I'll do it if it works with my schedule. So you just did a challenge. I'm curious to see who calls us because they were inspired by this podcast. So as we wrap it up, that one person out there who's going to call both of us, the one person who's listening who's like, I'm doing the event. I'm doing it in February. What is one other thing we haven't told them yet that they need to
0: do? Sure. I think one of the things people talk about money. So I'll address that. I think besides the butts and seats and things, if you're making a no pun intended boat, a buttload of money, or you're making a lot of money, then you should talk compensation. But if you, you know, if the usual it's, it's a wash, it's breaking even, we all understand that. But I think the other thing, the last thing I'll say, Tom, is first, thanks for having me. But I think really is just um, have fun have fun. And there's many things you can do that don't cost a lot of money, but that look big. And I'll say that one more time. Many things you can do that don't cost you a lot, but that look high value. That's where you want to put your time at.
1: Tell me what looks big. That doesn't cost a lot of money.
0: Sure. For example, uh, hiring a designer off of Upwork or Fiverr. I do that all day long. You can do your own designs in Canva pretty well, but I have found Tom that a designer you hire, I have a great design team. They can add a 20% notch. It just looks different. You can just tell somebody who's done their own Canva. It's good enough. And I love Canva, but a real designer, they can make it look baller. That's my experience.
1: Awesome. All right. Ramon Ray, thank you so much for being a guest here on Speakernomics. Thanks, Tom, for having me. It's great to be here, and sir. Thank you, sir. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. You know what? I want you to join us every single week. We come with a show every single Tuesday where we're going to bring you more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And I want you always to remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat.